0: Destination Morocco is excited to announce our new supporters platform where you can show your support for the podcast. Since early 2022, we have delighted in sharing with you the best of Morocco. Great travel advice, cultural insights, conversations with fellow travelers, and our own personal recommendations drawn from a lifetime of experiences. After all, we are proudly Moroccan-owned and operated with a mission to be genuine and trustworthy leaders in Moroccan tourism. Now, you can contribute directly to the podcast and help us continue this mission. Whether 5 8 or $10, a one-time or a monthly commitment, your support is greatly appreciated and keeps the podcast going strong. Follow the link in the podcast show notes or go to ko-fi.com. That's dash F I. Dot com and simply search for the word Morocco. See you there. Welcome to the Destination Morocco Podcast, the show that takes you away to the beautiful country of Morocco. I am your host, Azadine El Moustakim. In each episode we explore Moroccan culture, history attractions and activities real and practical information coming from experienced travelers and native Moroccans like myself our goal is to help travelers that are struggling with planning any type of trip to Morocco our company Destination Morocco builds personalized tour packages that will ensure you enjoy our country just like local Follow us at DestinationMorocco.co. And now, let's go exploring. Welcome back to the Destination Morocco podcast. Thank you for being here with us. Today, we're looking into some more of the practicalities about traveling to Morocco, especially what to pack and what to wear while you're there. Our producer, Ted, is here too for the conversation and together we'll try to cover as much as possible ted how are you doing nice to see you
1: again hey nice to see you too SDN's nice to be back thank you
0: i hear that you might be going to morocco yourself fairly soon is that true
1: yeah, yeah. My wife and I, were we're moving this summer to about four hours away from where we are now. We're selling our house. And oh, wow. uh, so we're thinking before we settle into new jobs, new routines, the kids get into new schools and all this, we're going to have some flexibility. We're hoping to go to Portugal. And of course, if we're in Portugal for like a couple months, Morocco is not too much farther away. I, I looked into flights uh, this week just out of curiosity And it's around uh, roughly a couple hundred dollars U.S. return from, say, Lisbon to Casablanca. So if we can wing it, for sure, I'd love to hop over to Morocco, especially after all the things you've been teaching us (laughs) about in the last few months here on this show. So I'll I'll, I'll keep you informed, but I'm really curious about what we're going to chat about today and things we'll learn with the notion of a possible trip in mind.
0: Absolutely. Portugal is a beautiful country. Mm -hmm. And you're right. I mean, it is close to Morocco. So um, if that happens, we would love to have you. We'd love to uh, host you mm-hmm. and plan some really, really good itinerary for you and your family so the kids will have nice. a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. I hope it works out.
0: Okay. So let's get into the details and think about what you will need to have with you for a pleasant trip.
1: We should start with the fundamentals, particularly passports, visas, vaccine information these days. What do people need to prepare to get into the country?
0: If you are a U.S. citizen or Canadian, you don't need a visa to get to Morocco. You can go to Morocco, travel to Morocco for 90 days, which is, in my opinion, plenty of time to explore the country. In terms of vaccination, you do need, if you have your vaccination card, travel with it. It's very recommended. And nowadays, Morocco has changed the requirement for entry to Morocco. You either need your vaccination card or a 72-hour PCR test. Negative test for any children that are 12 years old or younger. Those requirements do not apply, mm-hmm. so they don't need to be vaccinated or they don't need the PCR test as well. If you need help with your visa with your passport, go to Visa Center. They offer very efficient, easy way to get your visa if you need it or get your passport. You can visit them at visacentral.com, or you can give them a call: eight seven seven five three five zero six eight eight. The services that they have and offer there's fees for them so just see what you need and get in touch with them basically
1: so that's if you're a u.s citizen and you're like applying for a new passport
0: yes that is correct also traveling to morocco well not just to morocco if we have learned anything in the pandemic there was a time when the the passport office was closed for nine months And that put a lot of stress on everything else because those passports, they cannot be done at a remote location. They had to be done at the office. They normally say that you need a six months for your passport to be valid after you come back from your vacation. But I would say just to be on a safe side, do nine months. Calculate your vacation, your trip, nine months. That your passport needs to be valid for nine months after you come back from vacation. On your passport, you should have at least one empty page a blank visa page for entry and exit stamps. So Mm -hmm. that's what I would recommend when it comes to a passport and visa.
1: Do you know offhand for citizens of other countries where they can find the visa information to get into Morocco? Is that a Moroccan government site or they have to go to their own government's State Department type thing?
0: They need to go to their own State Department website. I'm here specifically talking about the U.S., But also, what I would definitely recommend as well is register with the embassy, the nearest embassy or consulate. Yeah, that's a good idea. It is. It's it's very important. In the US, there's a a program called STEP, the Smart Traveler Enrollment Program. You can go to their website, actually. It is step.state.gov slash step. So the embassy has your information just in case of any emergencies, anything, they need to get in touch with you or evacuate, they'll get in touch with you. And it's really, really important Mm. to do it.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. Even if you're only there for like a week or 10 days or something, right?
0: Absolutely. I, I totally agree, yes. If you have your itinerary, would you make sure that you have it in print just in case and have it on your phone as well?
1: Okay, so if you've got all that sorted out, I want to ask you about weather. We've chatted a bit about this, I think, in the past, but it's a good time to have a, an overview, a reminder of what to expect with the weather because, of course, that's going to impact what kind of clothes you need to bring and shoes and all the rest. So are there really drastic differences in weather and climate around the country, I imagine, between you've got mountains, you've got the ocean, there's a desert. Do you really have to come prepared then for all these different climates?
0: You really do, Ted. That's a really good question. Each region is different. It does not rain quite a bit in Marrakech, But then if you are in the mountains, let's say in the outskirts of the Atlas Mountains, then you have a four season in one day and you have to be prepared for it. and you have to wear the proper clothes throughout the day. Traveling from one hot city to the mountains, for example, you need to be prepared as well. What to wear? Because sometimes, you know, being hot and cold and hot and cold, you may get sick. Mm. Nowadays, you can see them, you know, weather.com or just download the app. And it'll tell you exactly what the weather for that city is going to be on a daily basis in a moment. The same thing for Marrakesh in most cities. During the day, it's very hot, especially summertime. And then at night, it gets really nice, cool, and breezy.
1: What kind of temperatures are we talking?
0: Uh, In Marrakesh, it gets over 100 degrees. Okay. Easy. And sometimes we get those heat waves for a few days. Marrakesh weather, in terms of comparison, I would say it's really similar to Phoenix, Arizona weather. Mm. It's very dry heat, a healthy kind of way, heat. It gets very, very hot between 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. But if you're out, you know, touring, if you're out, uh, just make sure you're dressed accordingly.
1: Right. Yeah. Now, I like to pack as light as I can, and I wanted to ask you, do you think it would be okay, especially if you're heading up to the mountains, to bring a fairly light rain jacket, the type of thing, you know, you can kind of fold up into a little pocket, or would you need more than that really in the mountains? In
0: the mountains, you need at least that, especially at nighttime. During the day, you're good, you're fine, but nighttime, you definitely need it: a windbreaker, a light sweater, when you're outdoors you enjoy it it's not cold you're not uncomfortable it's pleasant and you're fine and comfortable escape to the exotic beauty of Morocco with our exclusive small group tours experience intimate group sizes that ensure personalized attention and unforgettable adventures from the enchanting streets of Marrakech to the serene beauty of the Sahara Desert. Forge friendships that last a lifetime while immersing yourself in Morocco's rich culture, vibrant traditions, and warm hospitality. Book your small group tour with Destination Morocco today. Experience the intimacy of a private tour at an affordable price. Go to our website, destinationsmorocco.com. That's destinations, with an S, morocco.com. And the reserve your spot today. All
1: right, so I think the key thing that we want to focus on here is the luggage and yeah, obviously the details of what people need to bring, but also what they put it in. So what do you recommend? What kind of luggage should people have? Should you bring a suitcase or are you better with a backpack?
0: I think you need all of that. The thing is, when it comes to luggage, it really depends on the airline most airlines now you have one full size which is a 50 pound then you have a carry-on i believe which is 22 pounds and then you have a backpack but if you're traveling with the moroccan airline they still allow you two full-size luggages so you have two 50 pound each which is really nice then you have the carry-on then you have the backpack normally when i go i always pay for an extra luggage And I do it online. Normally, I travel most of the time with Air France. So I think it costs about $80 online versus if you wait until you get to the airport, it'll cost you an additional $20. The reason why I'm saying this is because it may not be practical for a lot of travelers. But when I come back, I always bring stuff back with me. You know, you see something, you buy it first, second and so forth. And then you don't realize how much stuff you bought until you start packing and coming back to the U.S. Yeah. So that's one thing that I would absolutely recommend if you're going to be buying stuff from Morocco or if you're going to stay for a long time, you know, two weeks or more, you're definitely going to be buying stuff without even you realizing it.
1: It's good to plan ahead for that.
0: Yes. And also in terms of luggage, pack a scale, a small scale. mm know, you can find them in Amazon. You can find them anywhere. It's got a little bit of a hook. Then you lift the piece of luggage with it and see how much it weighs. Because it might be challenging when you get to the airport. And your suitcase is, you know, over 50 pounds and so forth. Yeah. So they may ask you, you know, to get rid of some stuff.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I've done that shuffle before. We went to Cuba once to resorts. (laughs) We had the big suitcase and it was like five pounds too heavy. (laughs) And we're standing there lying and like trying to shuffle stuff over to the backpack so it all fits. So (laughs) yeah, and it's great. Those little hooks are, they're, they're super convenient. They just fit in the little side pocket. Now, if you want to travel light, I mean, for me nowadays with the kids, it'll be more stuff. But in my old days, backpacking, I would travel as light as possible, carry-on and stuff. Do you think you can do like a trip around Morocco for a couple of weeks just with a carry-on backpack type thing without any luggage? A
0: backpack, I would say, might be challenging. But I would say you at least need a carry-on. Especially, let's say you're staying for one week, mm-hmm. a carry-on and backpack would be perfectly fine.
1: What are some baggage restrictions that people should be aware of in terms of bringing things into the country? I think some either airlines or even countries these days have restrictions on things like drones. Do you know anything about that?
0: Oh, absolutely. Drones are illegal in Morocco. Oh, really? Wow. Uh, yes. Let's say you take it with you. If it gets through customs, it gets through customs and you're you're okay. Huh. But then if you're going to use it, do not use it in the middle of the square of Jamalf or in fast downtown because police officers there everywhere they see it they will absolutely take it away from you now let's say you get to the airport they see they tell you hey you cannot bring it in with you we're gonna hold it here at the airport until you leave in then you can come and get it back let's say you don't get it back or something happens then you leave the drone in morocco the customs basically will keep it for 45 days and then after that it becomes one of their properties mm. now if you travel in morocco you will see a lot of drones actually and those drones they you have to have a certificate and a permit from the capital city regular people will not have it you have to have a company you have to have a business actually that is authorized to use drones Those permits, it takes a really long time for the government to issue them to the local agencies, the local businesses. So that's why for you, when you're coming for one week or two weeks, you don't have the proper things that you need to get that license in time. So that's why it's easier for them to say, hey, we're going to hold on to it until you leave and then we'll give it back to you. And this this has actually happened to one of our clients before the pandemic. And there's nothing we could do. We wanted to help, but we could not help. So it's just to be very careful.
1: Do you know if they got it back? they didn't. Uh Yeah, Yeah. it's a worry, isn't it?
0: The reason is because they did not leave it at the airport. Okay. It was a police officer that saw them using it, then he took it from them. And unfortunately, that's just how it is.
1: Wow, that's another good thing to know then if anyone's uh, interested in doing that (laughs) that kind of videography. Yes. Okay, well, let's get into some detailed clothing and stuff here that's good for Morocco. You've got a quick little list that you can go through and I'll ask you any questions that might come to my mind. But what should we start with?
0: Well, we should start with underwear. I would recommend just pack a pair of underwear per day. If you're staying for seven days, I'll say seven. Mm -hmm. Two weeks, I'll still just say seven they are enough. That's normally what I would do, even when I stay for, you know, four weeks, five, six weeks. And I do the same thing for, you know, T-shirts, undergarments and stuff like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Light sweater, just to be on the safe side. For ladies, skirts, dresses. One pair of jeans, in my opinion, is good. Because you don't want to overpack. If you're staying for one week or two weeks, one pair of jeans is good. Obviously, socks, bras, mm-hmm. casual shirts, and shorts. I would say pack more shorts than jeans. Casual slacks. Maybe you need one. You don't need more than that. Dress shirts, I would say probably just one. Just in case if you go in somewhere nice or, you know, just want to dress up a little bit. Sleepwear. T-shirts, sweatshirts, sandals. Sandals are really, really important, especially in Morocco. You may wear them sometimes outside, but it gets sometimes a little bit dirty. But especially if you're staying at a yard or a hotel, the floor can be really cold. That's a good so idea. So sandals, they make a difference. Swimsuits, whether you're going to go to the beach or not. If you're staying at a hotel, most hotels and most riyas, they have a swimming pool. A lot of people, when they think about traveling to Morocco, they really overthink it when it comes to clothes. You're Westerners, you're a tourist. We expect you to wear and dress up as a tourist. (laughs) Uh, We don't expect you to dress up like us.
1: Well, this is it. This is part of the etiquette. and We've talked about it a bit in uh, some other episodes. We're trying to, I guess, combat the uncertainty of how are you supposed to dress? Is it okay to wear shorts around the Medina, you know, or be dressed as a Westerner wherever you go? What places do you need to be a little more respectful and uh, conservative?
0: For the people who have been to Morocco, this is one of the biggest misconceptions that they realize, that it's okay to dress up comfortably. That's the way that I always said. I dress up in shorts when I go home. In the U.S., I live in Houston. It's kind of humid, hot, and I'm used to it. I cannot go back to wearing jeans every day after I wore shorts. It just, <laughs> it just does not work for me that way, you know? When I do jeans, I buy jeans that have a little bit of elastic. You know, you're sweating. The jean will stick to your skin. So that's why it's got to be really comfortable. Mm. So I would say pack more shorts. That's what I would do. And also shoulder covering tops, just in case. The only place there's a little bit of restriction is the Casablanca Mosque, which is open to tourists and foreigners that you can go inside and and visit it. just out of respect for the place. That's what I would recommend. Other mosques are not open, but you can still see them from the outside. And then when you go and and you'll see, it's like, oh, wow, I didn't know that women or girls can dress up this way in Morocco. You'll see some, you know, you'll see a lot of skin too, but it's just, don't overthink it. Okay. Photography etiquette. Mm. A lot of people think the locals in Morocco, they don't like their pictures to be taken, but they just want you to give them a little tip and you can take the picture. Mm. Especially when you go to the market, they'll give you their eye. They'll give you, hey, I'm not interested. But if you slip them 50 dirhams, which is the equivalent to five bucks, then you're good to take pictures. Pack whatever you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. If you get to Morocco and you think whatever you packed is a little bit inappropriate, you can always buy Moroccan clothes for guys, for girls, for women, for men. And those, especially in summertime, they're very cool. They're very nice and you like them.
1: Yeah, it's fun to do that. It's fun to have something that you yeah. can bring home and you wear it when you're yes. home and it reminds you of your trip. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And also you blend in. It makes you really look cool. So when <laughs> I see a tourist wearing something you know, that it's local, it's like, oh, wow, that guy that girl, oh, they are so cool. I like that. That's kind of neat.
1: Nice.
0: During the summertime, this is personally, I, I don't have hair. If, if you've known <laughs> me, I don't have any hair on my head. And it's really difficult for me to travel without a hat. Mm. I always have to have a hat, especially in Morocco, especially during those peak hours for the sun. Hats, baseball hats, sun hats, that way you're comfortable. And also the other thing that I would recommend when packing, your shoes, your tennis shoes, your sandals, just get some travel shoe bags.
1: Like something that would fit into your luggage or that you'd carry separately?
0: To fit in the luggage. This is going to be in one of the large suitcases.
1: Okay, yeah, and that keeps your shoes separate and you're not getting dirt on your clothes.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And also pack some scarves. They're nice. They're cool. If you're doing the desert tour, there's a stop. Right before getting to Merzouga where you can buy them. They're really nice scarves. They have them in different colors. Mm. They should cost you about $2. bucks. Oh, they are yeah. not really that expensive. Yeah, $2. And you need them, especially with the sand, with the wind. And you don't want that sand to get into your eyes or face.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a nice souvenir too.
0: Oh, definitely. Yes, I still have mine.
1: Mm. I always recommend people when they travel anywhere they go to bring a travel towel the type of things that dry quickly, especially there in Morocco. If there's lots of heat, it'll dry fast. It's a bit of a comfort thing, you know, that it's clean, and you know where it's been. And you can always use a towel if you read The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> don't forget your towel. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it really it is a very practical thing. So do you think that's a good idea or or can you rely on your hotels, your at
0: I'll do both. But having your own is definitely the way to go for me. I do the same thing. That's one of the things that I pack all the time with me. If you're staying at the Riyadh, you'll have them. If you're staying at the hotel, you'll have them. But it's good to have your own. So that I definitely recommend.
1: Yeah, you can use it for all kinds of things. Absolutely. One last really important question about clothing, it comes back to laundry service. So let's say you had the strategy, you pack fewer things with the idea that you could do laundry, say, halfway through or even more often. How easy is it to find laundry service? Is it full service? Do you have to go do it yourself? Is it reliable? Is it trustworthy? You know, is that a practical way that you could also go about packing your clothing?
0: That's a really good question Ted. In Morocco, we don't have washout areas like the US and where you can go and wash your own clothes. However, we do have dry cleaner services in every neighborhood. The hotel will have them as well where you're staying. It'll cost you a little bit extra, but it's a little bit more convenient. Now, if you're going on a tour, for example, with us or with a tour company, as an example, you're going to be staying in fast and you're going to be staying at least one day in fast. What I would recommend, talk to your driver before he drops you off at the sightseeing. He will take your clothes to get dry cleaned. And then when he comes back to pick you up in the afternoon, he'll have them with him cleaned and ready for you. It's very convenient just to have it done locally. It's the cheapest way. If you want to do it yourself and you're staying at a hotel, you can just ask anybody. They'll guide you. If you go to the dry cleaning area, they probably speak English, maybe, maybe not, but they'll get the message across. Mm-hmm. So they'll take care of it. And normally it takes, if you take it in the morning, you can come back and pick it up around 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. Okay. I would pack with me a laundry kit.
1: To have a separate bag or something where you keep your dirty laundry separate?
0: That is correct, yes.
1: Yeah, that's another good idea too. That reminds me then, another section we should talk about are toiletries, soaps and all this kind of stuff that you should prepare to bring too. And also maybe what could you try to find there on site if either you forget something or if you plan it that way to buy toothpaste there, let's say.
0: Okay. I'm going to say this in the nicest way possible. If you forget (laughs) something, don't expect the same quality in Morocco. The quality is, it's not the same. When it comes to toiletries, if we're talking about diapers, if we're talking about wipes, if we're talking about hair dryers, anything, it's not the same. The body wash, shampoo, conditioner, unfortunately, the quality is just not there. For me, the way to pack, I always do this. Whatever I have in the shower or the bathroom, that's what I take with me.
1: Yep. Now, you certainly need some sunscreen while you're there. Oh, it's a must. Yes.
0: Anywhere in Morocco, you definitely need sunscreen. Mm I absolutely recommend it. Yes. A travel first aid kit. The good thing in Morocco, all pharmacies have them. You can also get medication from the pharmacy. You don't need prescription for it, especially when it comes to antibiotics, for example. The other thing that I wanted to talk about is gum. It may sound kind of easy, but the quality of gum in Morocco is almost non-existent. If you chew gum, if you like to eat gum, just take some with you. You have to watch what you eat when you go to Morocco. Mm. The food is amazing. It's incredible. But you just have to watch the type of food you're eating, especially the first couple of days when you get to Morocco, because you will get sick. Guaranteed, you will get sick from the food. 99% you'll get sick. So just pace yourself. So that way, you know, the food that goes well with your stomach, the food that does not go well, because sometimes you eat it, you enjoy it, but you don't feel the effect of it until Mm -hmm. hours later. If you don't see any reactions, bad reactions after a day or two, then you're good. Always recommend packing something that will help you with upset stomach just to be on the safe side. One of the popular items that I normally take with me is Imodium and also take vitamins if you need to.
1: And you can put all that in with your first aid kit, your travel first aid kit.
0: That's correct. Yes. Let me just go through a list. That way people will have an idea of what to pack and stuff like that. So we talked about the first aid kit. The hair dryer, definitely take one with you because the quality of the ones that you're going to find at the Riyadh or the hotels, they're not going to be really that great unless you're staying at a high-end hotel and stuff like that. Purses for sure, shampoo, body wash, toothbrush, toothpaste, dental floss, conditioner, hairbrush and hair ties deodorant for sure this happened to me and i forgot to take it with me and i paid top dollar for the one that i got but the quality is definitely not there styling tools facial cleanser face and body lotion moisturizer contact lenses if you wear them sunscreen for sure we talked about it earlier and makeup for the ladies and shaving supplies contact solution makeup remover birth control if you need them nail file nail clippers tweezers pack a lip ball with you just in case on your caviar a little bit of snacks for your trip especially if you're going from the US to Morocco just to be on a safe side first aid ointment this is really important this is one of the things that I always travel with no matter what this one right here first aid ointment and I always get new spawn I get it at Costco you get like three or four of them they are more than enough for the trip And also nowadays, you have to take some hand sanitizers with you um, and feminine hygiene products as well. Pain relief, you take, you know, Advil, ibuprofen, Tylenol, insect repellent, especially if you're going to be in the mountains. Even in some cities, sometimes when you're in some areas, you definitely need that. Just a small bottle will be plenty.
1: What are the bugs like? Do we get mosquitoes?
0: Our bugs are very hungry. <laughs> yes, just to be on the safe side, I would absolutely pack it, especially in the mountains. You go into the Atlas Mountains, take it with you. You go into Merzouga, take it with you. Mm. Even in, in major cities, just to be on the safe side.
1: Yeah, just in case. Yeah. I think the last big section we want to cover here is basically some miscellaneous items, especially electronics and things. And one of the big questions I have is what kind of plug do you need in Morocco? the sockets oh that's a
0: really good question the voltage in morocco is different than the us Uh the voltage in morocco is 220 volt in the us it's 110 volt and this happened to me you take something with you you plug it in and it's fried immediately so you have to be very careful a lot of people say take a plug adapter i would say don't it's just for me it's a waste of money Hmm. i bought one at amazon a few years ago it was around 20 bucks it was really useless if you have machines and things like that, you can buy a transformer. It's not really that expensive. Or with the cell phones, the laptop, the cameras, everything now, you don't need anything to transfer that power from 220 to 110. They automatically do it. Right. The only recommendation is the outlet. The thing that you plug into the wall is different in Morocco than the U.S. And even then, you don't need to buy it here. It's a lot more expensive. They're very available anywhere in Morocco especially in the cell phone kiosks. You'll find them in every neighborhood. And it cost you less than 50 cents oh, wow. to get one. So it's very cheap. You just get the detachable head, that's all, and you can
1: plug it. Yeah, I haven't caught out on that before. But that's true. Nowadays, they're easy to find these things, and they're pretty cheap. So Yes. Yeah, then you had things, your standard, bring some extra memory cards for your cameras and phone chargers, of course, all your plugs, wires that you need. Yes. It's nice to have a set of earphones or earbuds or AirPods or things like that. Absolutely, yeah. But it's also the practical things, you know, make sure you have your emergency contacts. Where would you recommend people put that? In their suitcase, in their wallet, carry it with them?
0: I would say put it on your suitcase, Put it on your wallet. Put it on your backpack or something that you have with you at all times. Take a colored copy with you or two. Take pictures with your phone. That way you have them on your smartphone. Mm. For your cell phone, sometimes in Morocco, we're going to realize that you really need a power bank. It goes a long way. And this happened to me uh, last time I took my GoPro with me. And I did not realize that it really takes a long time for it to get charged, especially the stabilizer. When you're charging your phone in Morocco, it takes a little bit longer than it does in the U.S. That's just how things are. Mm -hmm. And also the other thing that I was going to say, Ted, is your credit card, cash, and banking information. This is really important. I know we talked about it on the scam episode. Right. Take a little bit of cash, but don't take too much. In terms of credit card, do not take more than two. I would recommend either Visa, MasterCard. And before you go, just talk to them, to your credit card. Customer service, let them know that you're going to be traveling overseas. Let them know the countries that you're going to be stopping if you're going through Europe. Hmm. Your final destination is Morocco. That way they know if they see a transaction from those areas, those countries, they're not going to decline them or block your credit card. Yeah, The ATM is the best way for me to get the cash and I use my debit, the exchange rates, the fees, and everything, it is the cheapest way to get the cash in Morocco. Now, you have to be careful. In all the major cities, yes, there's ATM machines, but also they don't have enough cash for everybody. Those ATM machines, some of them, they will run out of cash by probably 5 p.m. or so. So if you want to get cash from the ATM machine, I always recommend doing it in the morning. Now, each ATM machine is connected to a bank not like some ATM machines in the US. They're not connected to any banks and they can charge you extra fee to get the money out of your bank account. In Morocco, it's different. Each ATM represents a specific bank and specific banks, they have restrictions when it comes to how much money you can withdraw at one day in 24 hours. So some of them would allow you $200. Some will allow you $300. I know in the past, they used to allow me $500. So it just really depends and also on your bank in the US. And you don't really need a lot of cash in Morocco.
1: So you wouldn't, I mean, you shouldn't need to withdraw two or three hundred US dollars, the equivalent in Moroccan dirhams, per day unless you're buying something and you can only pay in cash.
0: That's right. That's a really good question, too. You can actually pay a lot of things with credit cards, especially with your hotel if you're traveling by yourself. Or if it's not pre booked already, then you can utilize your credit card quite a bit. You don't really need that much cash. For me, you know, when I travel, yeah, I do have a little bit extra expenses. But it costs me less than $100 a day. So just to give you an idea of where you stand and what to look for. When you go shopping, just be careful. Just be careful. That way you don't overpay for things. And when you negotiate, negotiate in the local currency versus the euros or the dollar. Because you definitely get taken advantage of for sure.
1: Just remind us, too, do you recommend that people have a little bit of local cash, dirhams, on hand when you arrive? you get it from your home country? Or should you wait until you get to Morocco to get a bit of cash?
0: Get some here in the U.S. at the airport. Then get some when you get to Morocco. Get the smaller change when you get to Morocco. It's easier. Those dirhams, they go a long way. Those coins, they go a long way. For me, they have a lot more value than the large coins because you can use them for tip, you can use them for this, you know. The other thing is, in the old days, in the 60s, 50s, 70s, tipping was not really a common practice in Morocco. It was to be a taboo. If you tip somebody, it's almost an insult. Mm -hmm. But throughout the generation and decades, the culture has changed, and now everybody in Morocco is expecting a tip, especially when they work in the hospitality industry. The hotels, for sure, a little bit, but especially your driver, your tour guide, your tour leader, everybody that you get in touch with whether you're having a cup of coffee or eating at a restaurant or a sandwich and stuff like that the tip in it just really depends sometimes it can be you know few coins sometimes it needs to be you know dollar two dollars five dollar ten dollar twenty dollar it just really depends on the service if you're going on a tour I would say just tip a percentage of whatever it costs you for that tour and have it split between the people involved in that tour. If you have, you know, two people involved, split it between them, Mm -hmm. three people, four people. So that gives you an idea about the tipping culture in Morocco. It is very acceptable. Everybody welcomes it and everybody appreciates it.
1: Yeah, that's good to know. And then you can get the small change and stuff once you're there, right? And get a bit of that cash and make it into some change. Yeah.
0: And this is also one thing that I do, especially when I go to a restaurant. I don't wait until the end to tip. I always tip before the food. As soon as the server comes to the table, I slip them 10 bucks. It's just like the best pleasant surprise. They look at it. <laughs> I swear to you, that person will be your butler for that whole experience. They will not leave the table. They'll take above and beyond care for you because everybody's working on tips. If they wait until the end, they may give you good service. They may not give you good service. Mm. So, but when you say, hey, I'm taking care of you now, so just take care of me and my guests while we're having lunch or dinner. I swear to you, it changes the service completely.
1: Okay, that's good advice. Yeah, (laughs) thank
0: you. (laughs) Travel insurance, and this is very important. Some of the lessons that we have learned through the pandemic, travel insurance is extremely important. When you're traveling, whether you're going by yourself or your family, there are different packages. You can buy it per trip or you can buy it per year. There's a lot of good companies out there for travel insurance, and you can look them up. You can do your own research. I don't recommend anything. I'm not an insurance specialist. This is not a legal advice. It's just recommendations. One of the ones that come to my mind is Alliance. The other one is Chubb. There's many of them, but you have to look into the details. Some of them, they cover the pandemic, whether it's coronavirus or any pandemic. Some of them don't. Some, they're good for family. Some are good for senior citizens. You just have to know where you fit. Look into their cancel for any reason. If your trip gets canceled, do you get a 100% refund? So those are the type of things that you need to look into. Also, what is considered a cancel for any reason? Let's say you have a trip that is planned to Morocco, then you get called for jury duty. Is the insurance going to cover your trip? Let's say you go to the hospital, you got sick during that time before you travel. Are you going to get refunded if you have to evacuate the country? Some of them cover it. Some of them don't. Some cover up to $50,000 per trip. If something happened to you during your trip and they have to fly you back in the U.S., see how much it covers. It's $50,000, $80,000, $100,000 if you have to go to a hospital. Are you going to pay from your own pocket? Then the insurance company refunds your money, reimburses you for it? Or is the insurance going to contact the hospital directly and deal with the hospital and pay all the bills directly? From insurance to insurance, they have a lot of similarities, but yet they have some differences and some key component and things that you really have to have as a coverage.
1: Yeah, yeah it's super important to do your research.
0: Yeah. Don't always go for the cheapest because sometimes you get what you pay for. So look into all those things when it comes to travel insurance.
1: Good. Well that's very good advice. And all of this has been wonderful to help us get set up here for a trip. Thank you. I hope everyone listening has found it helpful. I think an important point actually that comes to mind is that if you're planning a trip to Morocco it doesn't sound to me that much different from traveling to other countries of a similar climate, the type of clothes you would need to bring, and the right shoes, and this kind of common sense stuff. And I think that's a key point here, is that Morocco is exciting, it's exotic, and it's maybe a mystery or a new place, but it's not that much different from a lot of other places that people may go to in Europe and in North America and elsewhere. Absolutely, I completely agree. And hey, if you have any questions, if you want to follow up on anything, any questions for Asdin about Morocco specifically, there's a couple of ways you can get in touch. You can go to the website for the podcast. It's DestinationMoroccoPodcast.com, all one word. Links are in the show notes, of course. And just go to the contact page and you can fill out the form there. That'll go straight to him. But uh, you can also go to the Instagram page for Destination Morocco. Same thing. Destination Morocco is the profile name. We'll post pictures and little clips from this episode and others, of course, too. You can certainly comment on any one of those. Start a discussion as Dean will respond and you can share some more information there. So a couple of ways to follow up on all the great practical info we've had from this great episode. So thanks very much, as Azdin. It's nice to be back, and I'm sure I'll talk to you again before too long in another episode.
0: Absolutely. I'm, I'm very grateful, Ted. The show really does not exist without you. I can't thank you enough. You're always being patient with me. You're always pushing me to the right direction, and I'm always grateful.
1: Yeah, well, it's been a pleasure to be here. And as I say, thanks for all the information, and I'm looking forward to the next episode.
0: Thank you so much, Ted. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Cheers. Thanks for joining us this week on the Destination Morocco podcast. Our dedicated show website, DestinationMoroccoPodcast.com is where you can find all of our episodes, leave a review, find our social media links, and even register as a guest. If you have been to Morocco yourself and would love to share a story, advice, or recommendations, you're welcome to participate in our podcast. Whether it's a five minute story or a full conversation, we will guide you through the steps so that you can share your experience with our listeners. We will be back soon enough with a new episode for you as we continue our exploration of the beautiful country of Morocco. See you then! You have traveled the world, but Morocco's allure beckons you. Destination Morocco is here to create the perfect once-in-a-lifetime Moroccan journey, tailored exclusively to your desires. Let us craft an itinerary that unlocks the secrets of this mesmerizing land just for you. For a luxurious, bespoke Moroccan adventure of a lifetime, visit destinationsmorocco.com. That's destinations with an S, morocco.com. And let us turn your dreams into reality. Your amazing Moroccan experience awaits.